Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is season four, and it's called The Journey. Episode 20, Awakening. Welcome back. Welcome to The Journey. The Journey series is a continuation of the book's teachings with more added life journeys and experiences to share. There is no time, no place, no state where God is absent. There is nothing to be feared. Quote, end quote. This is from chapter 29 in The Awakening. It's the very first sentence in that chapter. If only we all truly and without reservation believe that. Imagine how free and loved we would feel. It is 100% truth, and it is 100% available to us. If only we awaken to our true existence and our true state of existence in this world. I came across a sentence in the book that stood out for me this time. (laughs) I've read this book countless times, and I do book clubs continuously with this book. And in chapter 29, The Awakening, I, and today I'll be giving you numerous quotes from that chapter because it goes with the title of this uh, podcast. But on page 616, paragraph three, the very first sentence says, nothing survives its purpose. I've spent the better part of a week thinking about those words. That part of the chapter discusses our eternal life and how it never ends. Our life here on earth, our physical human life will have an ending. It discusses our purpose and the one God has for us. It is truly clear that no matter how much we think we can change our purpose, it is changeless and eternal. I think it was the word nothing that held me to that sentence. It's not referring to a specific person, place, or thing. It means all those things. Nothing. Nothing survives its purpose. Now imagine that all things have one, a purpose that is. Once that purpose is completed, then our existence or its existence is no longer. Hmm. The awakening is a shift in perception from illusions to truth, fear to love, dreams to eternity. This shift is only one our minds need take. It does not require us to give up everything and move away. It only asks that we awaken to what is real to what reality is and not what we want it to be. It is a mind move away from ego state to spirit state of mind. It is opening that new mind state up to all our brothers and sisters with no judgment or condemnation, removing all negative thoughts and accepting everyone as they are, where they are on their journey. I find that one of the biggest obstacles to overcome by being open and awake to my surroundings is seeing so many people who are not. I know it's not my responsibility to awaken others, but it is my journey to not deny or condemn their journey. I offer my perspective and hope that it helps to open people up to what is possible. In fact, that is the sole purpose of this podcast. I have made a few more observations, and the biggest one being how light and carefree I personally have felt. And even during a pandemic, 
as fear is no longer my guide. The coming of the guest, which is on page 608, in paragraph one, sentences five to eight, it says this, and I quote, until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, you will have some regrets about the way you have chosen, and you will not see the many gains your choice has offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there, end quote. This refers to the initial shift in perception that one takes. At first, it'll be hard to see all the benefits it will give you. Instant understanding and acceptance are never part of the first step. But faith is. Faith in the desire and determination to put forth that change and the patience to wait for its effect. There's another quote that says, the body does not change. It represents the larger dream that change is possible. To change is to obtain a state unlike the one you found yourself in before. There is no change in immortality, and heaven knows it not. The body can appear to change in time, with sickness and with health, or with events that have altered it, but this by no means, sorry, yet this but means the mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose of the body is, end quote. That's on paragraph seven, sentences one to four. In that same section, paragraph 10, sentences four to seven, it says this, quote, your savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as a temple unto death. He lives in God and it is in and it is this that makes him savior unto you and only this. His body's nothingness releases you from sickness and from death. For what is yours cannot be more or less than what is his. End quote. The resurrection was the message. Christ never died. His body in this world was killed, but he never died because he was never his body. The fact that he tried to tell the disciples that after his body passed was not the main focus it should have been. We are not bodies, and the sooner we awaken to this, the sooner we will find the peace and joy in this life. In the section called God's Witnesses, on page 611, paragraph 3, it says this, I quote, within the dream of bodies and death is yet one theme of truth, no more perhaps than just a tiny spark, a space of light created in the dark where God still shines. You cannot wake yourself. Yet, you can let yourself be awakened, end quote. <laughs> I remember when I first read this saying, huh? How can we not wake ourselves, but, let, but yet we can let ourselves be awakened? It is simpler than it sounds. We'd not be able to wake ourselves in one moment in this time and tell ourselves it's all a dream and I'm waking up from it. There's too many life obstacles, and it would overwhelm us in this world, in this life. But we can start one moment at a time to awaken ourselves. It starts with not seeing your brothers and sisters in a negative, judgmental light. It starts with not living in the past or the future, letting go of our fears that stem from the belief we can die or we can get sick. To awaken from a dream requires some steps, some adjust, 
adjustments to what we once believed to be truth, to what is truth. Here's another quote. Happy, how happy would your dream become if you were not the one who gave the proper role to every figure which the dream contains, end quote. Think about that. How happy would you be if you did not assign a role or judgment to anyone you encountered? Ever. There is a place within all of us that this world can be forgotten, where there is no memory of guilt and no need for forgiveness. There is a place where time does not exist, but only eternity lives. A place where heaven is found and where Christ and God reside. That place is changeless and sacred, and nothing can intrude upon it. That place can be accessed by you whenever you want. In paragraph five, sentence four to seven, it says this, the quiet, sorry, that surrounds you dwells in him. And from this quiet come the happy dreams in which your hands are joined in innocence. These are not hands that grasp in dreams of pain. They hold no sword, for they have left their hold on every vain illusion of this world. And being empty, they receive instead a brother's hand in which completion lies. We, end quote, we've convinced ourselves in this dream we created that our brothers are to be challenged competed with and not trusted. Never being fully taught that our salvation and our peace will only be obtained when we stop all of that. When we look at our brothers and sisters and see no differences and no need to control or change them to suit us, to suit our dreams, our egos, and our interpretation of this world. First, it's not theirs. So we would be influencing their journey by trying to get them to conform to ours. Second, it's difficult to celebrate our brothers and sisters if we are too busy trying to make them into what we want them to be. Our lives are solo journeys. We are here to learn and to teach the love of God. We need to understand unconditional and uncontrolled love before we can share it and in turn teach it to others. Our awakening is the beginning of the eternal life that God has always promised us. It is the start of a newfound existence, one free of the burdens we have let this life place upon us. Our awakening is the ultimate shift from darkness to light, from fear to love, and from sorrow to happiness. We do not have to physically pass to find that existence now. We just need to wake up. Thanks for listening. In two weeks' time, on June 13th, I'm going to be talking about the now. Living in the holy instant, living in the now. How do we get people to understand and live in the now? Which is this moment and only this moment. The Course consistently references the now and living in this moment. I consistently say that every podcast. We are told that when you do this, that peace, happiness, and love is found in its fullest glory. 
The course goes as far as to explain how you can obtain this, and it starts by showing us how to live in the holy instant. The holy instant is living in the now, but with a connection to our universal power and our deepest level of happiness. That's what we'll be talking about next week. Recently, I got a, an email and someone asked me this question. It's funny because I've been asked this question throughout my life. And the question is, am I related to Smith Wigglesworth? <laughs> and actually, for many years, I, I believed I wasn't. And I told people, no, I'm not related to him. Because a part of me, I guess, when I, the only stuff I'd read about him was about his journeys in the United States. And I kind of thought he was American, actually. Um, so, and with a name like Wigglesworth, I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And it turns out that he is uh, from the exact same town and village that my family comes from. And when my father and I investigated this a little further, we discovered that in fact, he is my great grandfather's brother. Mystery solved. I am related to him. (laughs) So in closing, I would like to say hello to my friends in the Mirada, California, Transverse City, Michigan, Aloha, Oregon, and Alhambra, Arizona, all in the United States of America. Also, I would like to say hello to my friends from Tatsuno Nagano, which is in Japan, and uh, those friends from Scarborough and Penetang Machine, Ontario. I grew up in Scarborough and I actually lived in Penetang Machine. So hello to all of you and thank you for listening. Please continue to review and rate the podcast. I can be contacted by email at trifectanow3 at gmail.com if you'd like to ask a question or share a comment or just say hello. That email address is found in the detailed notes, or sorry, the brief notes, they're not detailed, brief notes of the podcast on every podcast. Thanks for sharing the love. Remember, this is our journey. Let us together find our way. Live in this moment. It's the only one that truly matters. Always love, 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 Denise.